Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. So what if they didn't pick you a project? You can get it again. You just have to keep going. But I just, I'm so tired of not winning. You know what? You got to stop moping. And you got to start learning how to plot your own come up. Come up? You know what they say now. Glow up. Oh. Hey, this is Michelle Spivey, your practical priestess of wisdom. And I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me on the flip as we talk about how to plot your glow up. I'll see you on the flip. Well, hey there, and thank you for joining me on today's podcast, where we are going to be talking about how to plot your glow up. Now, glow up is a uh, slang term, if you will, for plotting your uh, com- your your ability to shine, to prove people wrong, or to regain your reputation. It is where you started from the bottom, and now you're at the top, all of that. And I am happy to say that there is a way that you can plot it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And so one of the things that I have found that uh, seems to be a, a strong machine impetus for people who have these occurrences in their lives is they usually have some crushing defeat. And I'm talking about the whole gamut of humiliation, loss, a setback. It it can mess with you psychologically and a whole bunch of, you know, a whole host of other things. And so we're going to be talking about how to work with this. Now, I'm going to tell you front and center. I can talk about this all day long because I have many cycles. I have many defeats. I have many glow ups and I'm planning on working on some more. And so, yeah. I like I said, I can definitely tell you about this one. So the first thing I want to say is don't let your current circumstance define your future. If you don't like what's going on in your now, understand that at every moment you can make a choice or you can make a clear cut decision and everything that you do from that moment dictates how your future will happen. If you get sidelined too long after a defeat or bad news or things didn't go your way or you're moping like we talked about in the A part, you're going to get more of the defeatist uh, ilk because that's what you're putting out there. And you guys already know this. You're very, very intelligent. You're very wise. And so I just want to kind of remind you of that. And I want to say this, this is a wonderful statement I heard from someone and I don't know who to give proper attribution to, but it says this, it says the hardest thing in the world is to escape your current perspective. 
But that's one of the things that we do here every day. We work on learning how to be able to be fluid and to never be tied down by any one perspective, um, any one perception. We learn to be very agile over here and our wisdom so that we can move and and do what it takes uh, depending on what we're wanting to do or what the situation allows for. Remember, we're moving into the realm of having high AQs, high adaptability quotients, so that we can be MacGyver in whatever circumstance happens. They can drop us in the jungle or they can drop us in corporate America and we will still be able to find our bearings really quickly, acclimate, and be able to use all of the skills that we have in new and innovative ways. And so with that, one of the top things I want to talk about with plotting your glow up is to start becoming psychologically innovative. And when we talk about psychological innovation, understand that psychology, psychological, meaning like an uh, adjective of that, psychology is the science of the mind and behavior. And so when you're doing anything in your mind, you can get into a rut. Remember, I just said the hardest thing in the world is to escape your current perspective. You can get into a rut and a pattern and a habit of thinking uh, the same way, of going the same way to the point where people will know how you're going to behave and react to something uh, before it clicks with you. Because if they know your behavioral patterns, they can accurately dictate your actions and to plot your glow up, to do something that you've never done before or do it again or whatever it is to have something that is in your favor. You have to be willing to change your current perspective and to be able to do that is to become psychologically innovative. Now, I'm going to go a different route with telling you some quick ways to become psychologically innovative because this is we have to keep this light and we have to keep it where you can um, move within, um, you know, a moment's notice. And so one of the fastest ways I've learned recently to become more innovative, meaning, you know, mixing it up, doing um, things that are uh, outside of my norm, uh, being more creative, being more ingenious is, are you ready for this? Updating my understanding and my ability to uh, gather and work with story, different types of story, not just the long form story that I tell in novels, no, two uh, short form stories that help to trigger new um, innovative thoughts. And these, sto- these, these patterns are actually ancient and they are fables and parables. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't, don't shut me down now. Listen, listen, listen. Because I'm going to just tell you. So the difference between a fable and a parable is animals. They're both short stories and both of them have a moral. Whereas a fable is a short story with a moral and a lesson to it that talks about animals. A parable is a short story with a moral that has usually been attributed to some type of spiritual teaching, but it uses a lot of metaphor, or as we like to call it over here, a lot of uh, layers and code to convey a lesson of morality and the like. 
And the reason why I like these for becoming psychologically innovative is because a lot of different cultures have them. And you always get this when it's a good one. You always get this, ah, okay. (laughs) And it skews your mind to consider a different angle. Uh, Last year, Eddie Murphy starred in a movie of a uh, comedian, uh, Rudy Ray Moore. And Rudy Ray Moore became very popular in the 70s in the uh, American uh, black cinema scope for his raunchy uh, comedic act. And the basis of his act was based on, yeah, if you already know, say it with me, fables. He would tell these raunchy stories about monkeys and lions, and he would have people in stitches, and people would be like, oh my gosh. And the people that he talked to had never been to any of these places. They'd never been to a jungle. They've never been up close to a monkey or a lion or a wolf or anything. But because these fables were so powerful in painting new and uh, innovative ways of approaching something, usually with something that was very slick on the part of the monkey, I'll just say that. It caused people to laugh uh, because in the middle of reality and pain is laughter. And when we are shown something that makes us go, ah, and we can see where somebody got um, ahead of someone that wasn't supposed to be. Like, you you never think of a monkey being able to uh, outwit a lion or a wolf or whatever. Uh, but the monkey was so shrewd that Rudy Ray Moore was able to build an entire career off of telling fables. And it was not necessarily just because he was funny. It was because he was causing people to uh, see things in a different way and believe that they could be like the monkey and outwit all of the animals of the kingdom. And so that's just one example. And another uh, thing about parables is what I have found is when you find a good parable, you tend to find that every time you come back to it and really look at it as if you've never seen it before, it always tends to trigger a different aspect of your experience. Meaning that if you look at it this year and you're in the midst of this something, it's going to give you a wisdom that if you look at it next year, five years from now, It will be different. It's kind of like, to me, these parables are iridescent jewels that reflect and catch the light to give you different experiences of their beauty. And I I love them. And so I was like, who would have thought being able to take just parables and fables would help me to psychologically become more innovative? Now, let me just talk a little bit more about this psychological innovation uh, because you want to, there's a big reason why you want to do this because when you start looking at fables and, and, and all of those things and you can find them on Wikipedia, just do a Google search for different cultures and their fables and their stories and you uh, will start, when you interact with them, you will start to notice that you feel a little bit different in your thinking. So what's happening? And if you continue to do this, 
challenging yourself to see things in a different context, see things in a different syntax. You know, with the parables and the fables, they have a different syntax. They don't look like a regular paragraph. Um, They are not poetry, but they put you in a stance of completion because they're short and you can get to the point and, and you can understand what's going on. And so what they do is they cause your brain to start remapping itself, to consider new neural pathways to come up with conclusions, decisions, and overcome challenges and obstacles. And that is why we want to have strong psychological innovation, because that is how you plot your glow up. Because your glow up is not necessarily where you're getting over on anyone. I don't I don't encourage that. Your glow up is because you're able to um use this this new way of looking at your life so that you can escape the rut that you might have been in that caused you to need to have a glow up in the first place. And I'm talking to self as well as you cuz I've really um been engrossed in doing this very thing. And so I am not telling you what I hope. I am not telling you a theory. I'm telling you what I know. And when I'm on the ground, boots, you know, on the ground working. Okay, so another thing about um, how to plot your glow up with regards, because we're still on the psychological innovation, because you definitely need that. Um, the, the next thing is um, to understand uh, that you're going to have to use some components of success that you may not uh, have used before or that you may not be as proficient in as you would like. And these two components, and there are many components to success, and we have talked about them. And I'm going to say this, that I am going to make the assumption that you already know that you're going to have to have perseverance, diligence, consistency. You're going to have to work through failures because failures are simply the the tuition that you pay for your success and that success is a moving target. And once you've met one goal for success, you always have that hunger for another. I'm going to make all those assumptions because that's where we are. We are now at these two components that are going to help you to plot and obtain this glow up. Okay, you ready? All right, so the first one is a gaming concept and it's called tier 10 work. And tier 10 means that you have gotten to a top tier of your class or your level or your abilities or your affinity, acuity, whatever you want to call it. And when you get to a top tier, which they would call Ten, uh, tier 10 work. Sorry, you guys. What it means is it, it, it unlocks certain um, specialties that you can now be proficient in. And in plotting your glow up, you have to do and put in some tier 10 work. You have to get to the point where you can operate and work in the zone. Mihai Chink Sink Mihai's uh, flow. Uh, understanding of being in the flow and understanding how to keep yourself in that trance-like state to produce high-level, high-detailed, highly specific, expert-level knowledge and understanding of a task is what it's going to take. And so you're going to have to get to that top tier uh, 
to be able to activate that. Now, how do you get to that top tier? You start by committing to the bit every day. Start consciously focusing I mean, fo- yeah, consciously focusing. I'm sorry, you guys, I'm looking at my notes. Start understanding that it is going to take focus. It is going to take concentration and it's going to take, this is the next one, willpower. Now, willpower gets a bad rap, but I've even given it a bad rap. And we have gone back and forth in the psychological community about willpower. Um, there came a time recently where they were like, there's only a certain a number uh, amount of willpower. And then when you exhaust it, it's gone. But now they've come back and said, that's not true. And their uh, willpower is is inexhaustible. And so whatever side of the fence you're on on that, just understand this, that with your willpower, you're going to continue to work with yourself to become a power in your life. And what I mean by that, I am not saying that your willpower should be enacted on what you do. Your willpower should be enacted on your belief in yourself, your belief that you can fulfill what it is you're trying to do, and your belief in your value. And when I started looking at willpower in that way, oh, some things started to change. And the reason why they started to change is because willpower, when it's working on your belief systems, on the value that you hold for yourself and your work, and for the fulfillment of what it is you're trying to do, You start to future cast your cause of why you're doing this. You start to get really strong on your message to yourself. I do this because, you know, and you start to be able to have these strong power statements. We've talked about uh, manifesting uh, things through your manifesto, your power statement and the like, you know, the I am, I do, I have those kind of things on previous podcasts. And with this willpower, putting um, the focus on that, that you have a will to be, you have a will to live, you have a will to survive, you have a will to create, you have a will to um, win. It becomes a joy instead of a drudgery to, to activate willpower. You know, willpower actually becomes your cheerleader. Willpower starts to bat down um, the inner critic. I was talking to someone the other day and we were talking about our inner critics. And she, she, the, the person I was talking to, she was like, my inner critic is just so bad. I just, I just, I just try to ignore her. I said, I don't ignore my inner critic. I just shoot him with willpower. I'm like, you want to talk again? Pop, you shot. And I just put willpower in there. It's like, you will not outlast me. You will not defeat me. You will not, um, try to doom me out of this. You won't talk me out of it. And it is because of understanding that as part of the success, there are certain hurdles we're going to have to overcome and they are um, mountains in our minds that tell us we can't do this. Who do you think you are? Imposter syndrome deluxe, supreme, if you will. And there is a battlefield in the mind of trying to do what it is that you're trying to do. Say, for instance, you need, you, you, you know, this, the buck stops here. And I have a situation like that right now myself. Buck stops here and you have to get something done. There is no um, defeat. You can't. 
And your inner critic is not going to take a day off. No, sure isn't. But what you can do is when you start to question, is this the best route to go? Will this be received? Will people like it? Will people be okay with it? Will I be able to, uh, you know, win this project or whatever it is you're working on? Using your willpower to fulfill your belief system and fulfill the idea that you are, you can do it and to strengthen your sense of value in yourself does amazing work. And that gets me back to the whole idea of why I started looking at fables and parables because of this willpower and needing to change my belief system. And I'm just going to let you know something. Remember when I started at the top and I said the hardest thing in the world, well, somebody said it and I'm just reiterating it. The hardest thing in the world is to escape your current perspective. What I have found is it's, it's the hardest thing in the world to escape if you don't have a better story. And when you start becoming psychologically innovative, you start getting your willpower to buffer you and you start des- demanding yourself to work on t- uh, tier 10 work level, top tier, to unlock focus, to unlock concentration, and to unlock not only these things, but the efficiency of what to do in the time allotted to get the most done, you start to realize that your belief system is affected by story. And a lot of marketers, a lot of very smart people who I have been blessed to learn from, they will tell you, if you ever want anybody to do something, you must first activate that belief that they can do it. And the the main way, I'm not going to say the only because we don't, this is not exhaustive and we don't know everything, but the main way to get someone to update, upgrade, or even change their belief is, you guessed it, through story. And so think about these fables and these parables and think about the fact that they are ancient. A lot of them are very ancient. And think about the fact that no matter through the years thus far, no matter what you can say about the actual content, they managed to survive and they managed to thrive and continue to inspire people around the world from different cultures. I mean, just even, I mean, they make you laugh out loud. Like one of uh, the fables uh, about um, sour grapes, just, <laughs> you know, the fact that he, you know, since he couldn't reach the grapes, you know, he's like, well, those grapes were probably sour anyway. And just getting that, that laughter and looking at where the origin story of sour grapes came from, it's an amazing thing. And it starts to get into your, your spirit and your soul and your mind. And like I said, your mind starts to have the ability to have new pathways to derive at a conclusion of something. Um, there was another saying uh, that was very popular um, when I was, uh, especially in school and trying to do do all the, all the things that I needed to while I was in school. And it was a very tough time. And I remember people, uh, not people, but a certain person telling me that you use the resources you have at the time you have them, like everybody else. 
And she also says, she says, but nobody says you have to use them the way everybody else uses them. And my mind went, and it was because she gave me permission to not think outside the box because, heck, we shouldn't be in a box in the first place. But she gave me permission to exercise that part of me that can connect with uh, all possibility to come up with a new way. I continue to have to learn this lesson over and over again. And that is that problems are simply opportunities that come to you knowing that in some way or form, you can solve them. And that to me is the basis for the plot for your glow up. So in the last uh, few moments that we have, let me give you some practicalities about plotting this glow up, okay? So the first thing is, is as we've already said, you need to update your psychological processes. Find things that challenge you to think in new ways and get you out of the rut and out of the narrowness of only processing in one way. Do not be predictable, Be unpredictable and be willing to challenge yourself to bring in things from different um, cultures, different walks of life, and, and look a wide span. If you're trying to plot your glow up in the music industry, well, go and look in the, um, the uh, let's think accounting and see if something works there, or look in, um, building houses and look and see if there's something there that can apply. You will be amazed at how your brain is made for this. Your brain is made to become a great synthesizer, to give you innovative, creative, and effective ways to approach problems that you might not have ever considered if you didn't take the time to just challenge yourself to consider things that make you go, huh? That make you have to look outside your norm, have to, that make you get past one plus two equals three. So the next thing after you've, you know, started with your innovative process of changing your mind, you definitely want to employ the two components that we talked about of success. Now, this is assuming that you're doing all the others, that you're definitely going to be consistent, diligent. You're you're definitely not going to be deterred by failure. You're going to keep going and you're going to understand that success is a moving target and that once you get to the benchmark of what you thought, you're naturally going to want to get something new um, because that's how we're made. Uh, we're never satisfied <laughs> and just be okay with that. And so after that, when you're plotting your glow up, the next thing you need to realize is that creativity, because that's what it's going to take. You're going to have to create this. It is Creativity involves risk and courage. You have to do something different and take a chance to get something that you want to have or that you've never had. And you understand this part, that a glow up is above what certainty brings people. And you have to understand that maybe you or maybe those around you are used to having security and they use security as either the status quo or the status that they want you to adhere to for them to feel okay about you. And security may not 
be a component of what it takes to get your glow up. You may have to indulge in a whole bunch of creativity that's going to cast you into risk, it's going to require your great courage, and it's going to make it seem like every to everyone else that you have no security uh, in, in, in your plans, in, in where you're going to end up or whatever. And be ready for that because that's part of it. So with regards to courage, here is a famous quote by William but- Butler Yates that I want to read to you guys. And this one right here, y'all, I'm telling you, whoo, this one is deep to me. And it says, "Take more. it takes more courage for us to dig deep into our soul than for a soldier to fight on the battlefield. I'm going to say that again. It takes more courage for us to dig deep into our soul than for a, a soldier to fight de- uh, to fight on the battlefield. And that's by William B- Butler Yates. And remember when I was talking about this willpower and um, having it buffer your belief system, having it uh, make sure that you understand that you are going to fulfill this goal and that you do have a great sense of value and dealing with those deficiencies that will come by way of the inner critic, it will take courage. You know, yes, I could give you step one, two, three, do this, do that, because but you already know what it is that you need to do. It's this part. Um, I was uh, blessed to be a guest on another podcast the other day, and they talked me, talked, asked me about mindset, and I bristled and I tried to play it off, but I had to have my peace. I do not like the term mindset. I never believe that set should be anywhere close to the word mind because the mind is plastic. It is it is fluid. It is malleable. And there is really no such thing as a set way of thinking. I agree more so with mind flow than I do mindset. And so after I explained that, I also said this, and that was, whenever there is anything that you dare ordain to do, take it as a ability or a way for you to unleash your given gift of creativity. And when you cre- uh, release creativity, you are releasing Pandora's gift not just her box, her gift to the world to be unbridled and to let that powerful force of creativity, aka, yep, you guessed it, chaos, come into your life. And so understanding that is going to help you to plot a glow up and stick to the steps of the plot that is going to get you to the promised land of where you're trying to be. So guess what, y'all? Mm-hmm. Yep, my time really is up. And I do want to thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to check the show notes and uh, consider supporting the show by liking, sharing, commenting. And you can also support us by uh, using our PayPal link, our uh, Venmo and uh, Cash App link. And thank you for those people who keep reminding. Oh, and Patreon. Thank you for those people who keep reminding me that I don't mention that at the end, but they are in the show notes. And I appreciate you so much. And y'all know what? I love you, love you, love you. It is always a privilege to serve you with wisdom. So I want you to go out and plot your glow up. Start by changing your mind and updating the way of thinking. And guess what? I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.
And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.